Hello, and welcome to the Parental Advisory Movie Podcast. We are your hosts, Jeff Hall and Patrick Terry. We're two dads with a love for movies. Join us as we discuss movies we have seen with our kids, as well as movies we have seen without them. Hey, Patrick, how's it going? Pretty good, Jeff. How are you? I'm okay. I feel slightly absent-minded already um, between trying to figure out where the record button was. It didn't update, so it wasn't me, so I felt better. Um, but then then on the iPad, trying to get IMDb pulled up and then just like staring at my home screen like, I opened this for a reason. <laughs> what is it? I'm like, oh, dear God, it's truly for this. I've had that. Don't, don't, don't feel bad. It happens. I know, but it shouldn't be happening to us. <laughs> so, But here we are. Uh, how are things? Things are pretty good. Um, Saturday, went and did some some school shopping with with Kyla, and okay. went to Ross so she can get some some clothes. There you go. And um, she actually bought them herself. I'm like, you know, I got them. She's like, no, no, it's okay. I I've got it. I'm like, all right. So okay. I was expecting just like, Daddy, give me this. Daddy, give me that. No, she took care of that. Uh oh. Oh, found, a, <laughs> found a oh, coupon. Up. <laughs> yeah, had a coupon for um, Bath and Body Works. Went there and she got her stuff there. I'm like, all right. But I got the school supplies, of course. Okay. The, the few that she needed. So right. she still had a lot left over from last year because, you know, yeah, last year was yeah. what it was. So she still has some left over and just picked up some some of the extra. Okay. Um. Yeah, so... Uh, Grayson's been over the moon excited about school supplies because it's, you know, it's first grade. So she's, you know, she actually has school supplies that she has to get for an actual, you know, for school school. And she's so they got that like last week or the week before. I don't even know. It's been a minute. So and York's been on uh, had been on vacation with his mom to they went to Seattle and other parts of Washington took a they did a hike on the Catskills Trail and. You know, it's all kinds of amazing things and had an amazing time. They got back Saturday night, Sunday morning, um, real late. And, uh, you know, he, we, he came over yesterday, but we went ahead and got his school supplies on Saturday. Yeah, mm-hmm. Saturday evening. And just went and got that out of the way for him. So, he didn't have, I mean, he didn't have, neither one of them really had to worry about it. It's just already done. Yeah. The weirdest thing was that he didn't need a binder, which is just tripping me out. Yeah. He only needed two folders. I'm like, wow. I'm just I'm like, they need paper, but they need paper. They need graph paper. They need composition books, but no, but only two folders. One's to keep there. One's for like graded stuff. And I'm like, huh. But no binder. <laughs> like, I'm just, it's throwing me off. Like, no, te- no binder with like organized tabs and stuff like that. Right. I just find that so just weird and just out of the ordinary. But I'm like, you know what? They're using a laptop, so it's going to be less and less stuff sure. that we would be we would use for school, and more and more stuff that you know that kind of way. Yeah. And plus, after a year of using Schoology and you know, uh, you know, web-based learning, you know, they're I guess integrating more, you know, uh, be more of a yeah, well, integration of that plus 
um, actual physical pen and paper stuff. Right. So it just felt weird though. <laughs> it just, it just, there's certain things like, you sure we don't need, they don't need this or that. It just seems weird. Yeah. Oh, well, no worries. It was cool to see, uh, that they brought back trapper keepers, like old ah. school trapper keepers. Yeah. 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 And, uh, you know, it's like, you sure York doesn't need a trapper keeper. I said, I think you and I are far more impressed with this traffic keeper than York ever will. <laughs> Cause yeah. So no, I don't know. Yeah. She's like, that's a fair point. I said, if you want to get one for you, you should, <laughs> <laughs> but she did. Anyways. Uh, yeah. So Grayson will start first grade on Thursday, the fifth. So that's going to be exciting. She's more than ready. She got to talk to her teacher on the phone yesterday. Mm-hmm. Her teacher asked, so what What do you like to do? And she goes, math, which anybody that knows Grayson, I'm like, wait a minute. All the things you like to do, math is what you chose. <laughs> Under she pressure. Goes, well, what else do you like uh, to read? I'm like, hold up. <laughs> I feel like what it reminded me of was is like when – in a Christmas story where Ralphie gets to finally meet Santa Claus and he's asking him what he would like for Christmas. Yeah. And he draws a blank. And football? Yeah. Football. Yeah. 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 Math. Yeah. Reading. Like, well, what do you like to do? And then she asked her, we're like, who is this kid? I was, I was like, no, they're asking what you like to do, not what your brother likes to do. <laughs> ah. So what do you like to do? So she's like, well, what do you like to do when you're not at school? Uh, color. I'm like, oh, my God. There's literally only one thing you do. Anytime you have free time and it's not coloring and it's not yeah. reading it is not math. Yes, you like those things. But girlfriend, if the fact that you didn't say dance. Right. She felt like before she before <laughs> she finished the sentence is killing me. <laughs> She's feeling pressured. Like, uh, yeah. uh. Ruth called her a suck up. <laughs> Trying to suck up to the teacher already. <laughs> but yeah, it went really well, though. She she really had a good talk and everything. So she's excited and I think we're in ready. Um, yeah. And then, you know, you're trying to finish his book that he's got to get done by. Um, bef- he's got to get it, finish his book, which he's halfway through. And he's got to write an essay on that book and the book he read before. So before he starts school. Wow. Crunch time. Crunch time is what I told him. And he didn't get much reading done on his vacation, which I was not surprised at all. Right. I was hopeful, but not surprised. Yeah. So, um, so he's got to, he's got to batten down the hatches this last week, but we're still going to try and find time to do some fun things. So, yeah. Um, Let's see what else. Oh, um, I'm reading. I started reading Ken Quapis's book, but all I wanted to do is direct. And there are some amazing insights. It's not even just as far as like filmmaking. I mean, it applies mm-hmm. to filmmaking, but it's one of those. It's those kind of lessons that could be applied to any every basically everyday life, uh, everyday job. It doesn't matter what your job is. This would work for it. Yeah. And. You know, I highlighted some things. I know I put some one of them on the sto- on uh, on our stories. That was 
really awesome. And I just keep highlighting stuff that I find very interesting and applicable to basically any job or just everyday life. And it's just, it's amazing. I just, I like how kind of him and I are kind of on the same wavelengths. If I actually would have stuck to filmmaking, I feel like this is kind of how I probably would have approached things too. At, at eventually, like I eventually would have gotten there. It would have been like, yeah, this is how I want to do things. And it's amazing. So, um, about 30 pages in, it's like 300 something pages. So I've got a ways to go. So I'm keeping keep everybody posted there. And I'm finishing up listening to, uh, Rob Lowe's second book, uh, love life. So, and it's also amazing with some great stories and just, it's just fun to listen. It's just a fun listen. And yeah, yeah he's becoming more and more one of my favorite people. So yeah. yeah. Um, and then lastly, uh, our friend, our uh, past guest and uh, friend Chris Mancini has started his second Kickstarter for Rise of the Kung Fu Dragon Master Volume 2. Mm-hmm. So that Kickstarter has now begun. Uh, if you have if you supported and got the first one, you'll definitely want to be sure to do it for the second one. It's up on Kickstarter. You can just search rise of the kung fu dragon master and both volumes will pop up plus i shared a link on our on our facebook group page so definitely want to check that out and help support our friends there and i think that's about it i watched there's only one tv show i watched and it was a very short series called wellington Param- paranormal it's a a tv show the uh from new zealand and uh it's on hbo max there's apparently four seasons i've only watched the first one and there's only and there's six episodes or like 30 minute episodes it's basically these three uh police officers with the wellington new zealand police department and their job is to investigate paranormal uh phenomena and mm-hmm. but it's like i'm if you like uh i can't think of the the uh what we do in the shadows there we go i knew i'd get there if you like that show and that kind of mockumentary of vampires you'll like wellington paranormal because it's basically a mockumentary of uh, New Zealand police officers to investigating paranormal stuff. It's really, it's, it's that kind of humor. So if you like that kind of humor and that quirkiness, you'll love yeah. it. And then again, it's on HBO max right now. Uh, it's yeah. I'm what I was cracking up. I was like, okay, this is funny. I like it. I'm a fan. Other than that, not really watched much to be honest. Other than the West wing. <laughs> yeah. Um, I started watching. Remember the movie Blind Spotting? Yes. And then they have a series. I love the movie. So the first episode they have free on Prime, so I checked it out. Um, it seems it seems interesting. It's um basically kind of picking up with one of the characters, Miles, and he gets in trouble, have drugs on him, so now he's got to serve like a like a twelve month sentence 
Yeah. <laughs> Starts off being like maybe a month, but then it turns into longer. And I think it's like five months. And um, it follows his girlfriend, fiance, whatever. Mm-hmm. So they lose the house and have to move in with his mom and sister, which she doesn't get along with the sister at all. Um, it's kind of interesting. It's funny, but there's like some scenes where they kind of get artsy with some just random dancing in the background that has nothing really. It's not like. Um, I mean, it's kind of connected to the story, but it's a little more just. Yeah. You know, kind of how like how they have the freestyle at the end of the movie. Yes. It's some some like that. They just kind of throw that in every once in a while. But um, it seems like it'll be an interesting. I think it's like eight, 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 eight episode season. Okay. But um, yeah. I liked so yeah. It's uh Raphael Cassell is the actor's name from. And he's from the movie. Yeah. So literally, he's picking up. Obviously, David Diggs is a little busy. <laughs> so I can understand why he's not in it. But I love the movie. I made uh I didn't make. Uh, Ruth and I watched it together one night because it has to be Diggs and she loves him. So I was like, yeah. oh, you got to watch this. It's really, it's funny, but also frustrating. <laughs> yeah. Because Raphael Cassell's character is such a screw up. Yeah. And it's frustrating to watch that friendship. <laughs> um, but it's also really good. Plus, you know, David Diggs had his freestyle and monologue at the end. Yeah. And it was, yeah, very powerful, very moving. And the movie itself is a very moving, very moving movie. There we go. That's <laughs> could have been said better. Um, but no, I really enjoyed it. I actually own it. I just went ahead and bought it on iTunes because yeah. it's really good. It's one of those I wouldn't want to watch a lot, but I would definitely want to revisit from time to time. So yeah. I, I need to check out the show, see how it uh, picks up and everything. So yeah, I think it's yeah. a little. It's a little different. I mean, it's same similar energy, but like um, girlfriend kind of has her moments where she's monologuing, rhyming, mm-hmm. and then she has like those moments where uh, Miles pops up and sh- he's talking to her. She sees her, but of course nobody else does. And um, it's just kind of like, I guess, just saying that you know she really misses him. Yeah. But it kind of ties into the story though. It's just it's interesting how they how they do it. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Definitely need to check it out. Yeah. So the first episode's on Prime, but if you have Stars, Stars after Stars yeah. subscription, then it's on whole seasons on there. Okay. Awesome. Cool. Uh, shall we get into our first? We have a we have a double bill this week. <laughs> sure. So, uh, so. All right. I'll let you pick. Uh, I guess we can go ahead and talk about Jungle Cruise. Okay. <clears throat> This was me and Grayson's uh, family movie. I would say family movie night, but we saw a matinee. So whatever. Yeah. Um, New York was out of town. We, I did ask him before he left if it was okay if her and I went and saw it. And he's like, oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah. In his way of saying that. So we went, I want to say Saturday afternoon. And uh, so Jungle Cruise. It's PG-13, live action. It is in theater, but also on Disney Plus Premium. It is PG... I already said PG-13. Um, reemphasize that because I haven't quite figured out why. I mean, I guess we'll get into it, but I, I think I could have an idea. It is two hours and seven minutes long. 
which to me sounds about 15 to 20 minutes longer than it probably should if you're going to take kids to go see this. Yeah. And keep their interest. Yeah. You're asking a lot for kids to be interested for two hours. In my humblest of opinion, <laughs> taking a six and a half year old. An hour and 30 to an hour and 40 is all that any kid that around that age is going to have the patience for or the, yeah. the attention span for, no matter how good it is. True. And Especially if it's not animated. <laughs> yes. And anybody that is following our Instagram account will know I posted two pictures, how it started and how it ended. She missed the last 15 minutes of the movie. 10 to 15 minutes of the movie. Just fell asleep. Yeah. Knocked out. And that's how much shorter it should have been. Than and she we went to a 6.15 show. Like okay. 6.15 in the evening. Yeah. Didn't go to the 7.15, which I had almost thought about us going to. We went to the 6.15 and she was knocked out. So I had to wake her up so we could go. <laughs> but yeah. So Jungle Cruise uh, is based, obviously based on Disney's Disneyland and Disney World's theme park ride where a small riverboat takes a group of travelers through a jungle filled with dangerous animals and reptiles, but with a supernatural element. Hmm. So when I first watched this trailer, I was like, uh, okay, well, it's the rock song. I'll like it either. I mean, I'm going to go see it, but I'm like another Disney attraction turned into a movie yeah we've already got haunted mansion tomorrowland which i actually really like tomorrowland it's kind of i think one of disney's underrated movies yeah um it's a little for older kids but it's it's a uh, it's still really good i really surprised on that one haunted mansion no i'm good <laughs> sorry um but i probably need to rewatch it just I don't even know why. I guess torture myself. Um, but Eddie Murphy. Yeah. Oh, and, I never uh, watched it. And um, what's his name? Terrence Stamp. Okay. Yeah, I never watched it. it. Yeah. Um, I'm sure it's on Disney Plus and you'll have plenty of time to watch um, <laughs> Yeah. Um, so I was kind of cautious about this one. I was like, I don't know. I mean, I like The Rock. I love Emily Blunt. I. I wasn't sh- quite sure, and I'm like, I don't know how this can be. And the trailer didn't really sway me much. I'm like, I don't, I'm, but Grayson's going to want to go. So I'm like, yeah. all right, you want to go? We're going to go. So we, we went and saw this, and I have to say, I was very much pleasantly surprised on how good this movie was. I, it reminded me of movies I used to watch when I was, Disney movies that I used to rent at the video store back when we had the, all of those things um, yeah. renting in video stores and movies like Swiss family Robinson and just those older kind of sixties, seventies, like Apple dumpling gang, all those kind of sixties, seventies Disney properties where it was just great family fun, but also a sense of adventure as well. And it wasn't happy-go-lucky all the time, but it was still grounded. In a, you know, it was, you know, it was still 
fun for every, you know, for adults and kids. Yeah. But if you took those movies, but then took inspiration from like the Brendan Fraser mummy movie, as well as mummy returns took inspiration from those as well. You would have this movie. Yeah. And that's the best way I can describe jungle cruise to people to the few that I've done that to so far. And that's not a knock on it. If anything, it's a compliment because it kind of helps kind of paint a picture as far as like the supernatural element. That would be the only reason the supernatural elements, about the only thing I can think of that makes it PG 13 because of how the characters are designed and yeah. how it could be scary. I was actually surprised Grayson wasn't scared. Yeah. Cause one of the ghosts, I guess, is that where we're going to call them? I guess I don't, um, one of the cursed. There we go. Cursed, yeah, yeah. Cursed. One of the cursed. <laughs> Ooh, cursed conquistadors. That's there you a go. Tough um, has snakes coming out of them. Another one's yeah. like basically almost made out of bees. And what was the third one? Plant, like vines and stuff. Was that it? I, I called him Groot's cousin. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> so. <clears throat> Those elements were about the only thing I could think of that would make that PG-13. Yeah. Cause there's no blood, because if there's blood, you know, it's not going to get PG-13. So, you know, if someone gets shot, there's no blood. Um, I mean, it's like, it's not like, you just see a, you could see a wound, but it's not like but gross. It's not, gross. Right. It's, yeah. it's not Tarantino-style gushy. Yeah, yeah, it's not, yeah. yeah. So it's, so I could see it being PG-13 for that. But otherwise, I really don't understand. I don't see it because there's no language that I can even think of because it's no. Disney. And they kind of frown upon that. I mean, there's kind of a reveal on one of the characters where they don't just come out and say it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm like, maybe. And then there's some like wordplay toward the end that's yeah. kind of leaning on that yeah. area where you know, being an adult, you can catch it. Kid probably wouldn't. Kid would not at all. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just like, um, I can see maybe for that reason, they could say, well, we'll just do it just yeah. in case. Basically, get Disney pulls another LeFou moment. Yeah. <laughs> just basically what happens. Yeah. Basically, a character comes out to one of the other characters and no one. I mean, you're like, oh, OK, cool. Yeah. It's like, and that's it. Right. And then you just move on. You're like, all right. It doesn't yeah. have a, it doesn't really have a big impact on the story whatsoever, nor does it really follow through on anything. All it does is help explain why one character is not attracted to another. Yeah, it explains That's why it. he's why he's always following the other character. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and why he's always like following the other because of this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and then you know why he's always with his sister. Like, why do you do this? Well, mm-hmm. here's my backstory, and this is why. <laughs> Yep, they yeah. it's called character development. Mo- yeah. More movies ought to give it a try. Yeah. I hear it works out great for success in the movie. You know, when done right, yes. yes it does. Exactly. <laughs> when done right, if not at all. It's like when it's actually just done. Period. Um no, that's one thing this movie does great. It it has the whole strong female lead. Emily Blunt's character, this takes place what, nineteen sixteen, I think it is. Yeah. And she's basically like an Indiana Jones, <laughs> more or less. I mean, think about all. It. <laughs> yep, all. All. I mean, knows no fear other than one thing, which gets yep. 
address at the end, and we will not spoil that. Nah. But, uh, you know, like Indiana Jones, he has one fear as well. Yeah. That's it. Not the same fear, by the way. We, we'll always give that. Um, the only thing missing was a scene where she slides under a door and grabs her yep. hat. That's the only thing that was exactly. missing. The only <laughs> thing that was missing. That might happen on the on the uh, on the rapids, but yeah, like maybe yeah. it flies yeah. out, she grabs it or something, yeah. you know, snatches something like out of the water real quick. Yeah, nope. But this movie was a, a lot of fun. The good chemistry between all the characters. Uh, Paul Giamatti more or less has a cameo. It's not even really a, I mean, it's a supporting role, but a very small supporting role. Yeah. Um, like most movies, there, there's a thing that they have to get. And so the thing is the tears of the sun flower that can help heal people. It's like going to be, it's going to revolutionize medicine. And, so Emily Blunt's character is basically trying to get this room of basically imagine if Freemasons were his just historians and had a lot of money. That would be this group that they're trying to impress her and her brother. Yeah. And to get funded. And they basically are saying no. That it's just a myth and, you know, they need to bring something more tangible that's actually real. And then they also have Z Germans <laughs> played brilliantly by Jesse Plemons as the vil- as the true villain in this film. Yes. I love him in all the things. And every time I see him either on the small screen, whether it's, you know, in a TV show or whatever, um, you know, uh, whether it's in the, yeah, whether it's in, on TV, like Black Mirror, his episode there, or any other thing, or on Game Night, the movie Game Night, where he played the neighbor that was the cop. It was just really creepy. <laughs> but it turns out to be a nice person. Um, he's just socially awkward. Yeah. Movies like that, I just, yeah, he's just the best. I, I love him. And he was brilliant as, as the, he wasn't German, but he was a prince of some country that I think was probably made up and, but he was trying to get this arrowhead that's supposed to help lead people to where the, this tree is that has the, that sprouts the tears of the sun flower thing. Yeah. So first they have to get one thing to get in order to help get to the other thing. So it's two, so things. two things. Yep. <laughs> it's two things in this. <laughs> They're double dipping um, yep. on things. And, <laughs> So she actually, so she basically steals the arrowhead, and then he sends people to try and get it from her. Her and her brother end up hiring, you know, end up uh, hiring, uh, end up hiring uh, the Rock. Uh, Frank is his character's name. End up hiring the Rock to to uh, take them on his boat and get, you know, get them where they need to go. Yeah, and then adventure ensues. He can't get over the fact that she wears pants. He at gives all. her the nickname pants. Yep, yep, and just gives her the nickname pants, and she just calls him Skippy, which he hates. So of course yep. she's going to keep calling on that because that's kind of what siblings do more than anything. True. 
So, <laughs> but yeah. So, I liked his intro scene. Mm-hmm. All of the dad jokes. Yo, dude. <laughs> I was. I don't want to say. So York's in the other room. Okay. He has not watched it. Okay. I guarantee he's listening through the door. I've got my headphones on, so he's not hearing you. Okay. I'm not saying I'm not. I'm gonna let you talk all about it. I'm not gonna say a word and say because I want that to be a surprise. Out of all, all right. the things in this movie, I want that to be the thing to be the surprise. <laughs> but I mean, that's that's what mostly kept me interested because I wanted to know when the next joke was coming because um they were just really they were pretty bad puns even the people were just like oh my god no like yeah like, come but on this is stop. what it's like to be i was like oh my god this is what it's like to be my friend <laughs> one of the kids was like well make him stop it's like i'm not gonna stop i i, I won't no it's just gonna keep coming i can't control it just, i can't yeah. control it it's just it's just me yeah but um i think this is probably yeah. the part where this is probably how like jungle cruise would go yeah they actually, just, just referencing yeah they, they do stupid puns on that ride too not even yeah. good ones not even yeah. Like, coming from me, like, I'm like, let me write some for you, okay? Can you use them the next time? They're free of charge. Yeah. Consider it a donation. <laughs> like, I meant to write some of them down. I didn't. But that was just my favorite moments of the movie when they yes. would do those those crazy dad jokes. So I'm like, cool. I, I, I laugh. Like, I wouldn't expect oh, him to laugh in the movie. One, I, I can't remember which one it is, but there was one specifically. I had to go throw some trash away for Grayson. And... And uh, so I was just down there in the breezeway area mm-hmm. and he told one, I'm like, I was like, all right, that one's amazing. And I actually clapped a couple of times. I was like, that's, that's great. I love it. I love it. More of this. I think is yes. what I said. I was like, these are, these it, are amazing. This is obviously written by some dads. I mean, it felt like the rock would just ad living too. It's like, that just came from yeah. him. Yeah. yeah. And he could. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Which is not bad. Cause you know, he, you know, no. he, can, he can do it. <laughs> he yeah. can do it. Oh yeah, I, I absolutely loved it. I was, I'm, I was like, I'm here for this. Yeah, I was wondering what was going to hook me in. That, that's what did it. <laughs> so the only, the only thing I don't want, I didn't. The only thing I wasn't, I was less of a fan of in this movie. I was cool with the story because, I mean, it's a very fantastical story. I mean, just like, it definitely takes a level of. Uh, you know, being able to believe that this is the world in which all of this stuff exists. Yeah. And so I was cool with all of that and all the supernatural things and the conquistadors also needing to get um, the tears of the sun so they can, you know, they can end their curse. Cool. Love that storyline as well. You know, people chasing after Emily Blunt and her brother cool i like you know just adds more tension it's not too many things happening at at same time to where it gets confusing or boggled down yeah love all that cool it was but what killed me was all the stuff's going on but yet the cgi is kind of like again disney's kind of skipping on the cgi (laughs) i'm like it's because you you diverted all that money to your to your Marvel Studios <laughs> TV shows, like is that where all that CGI money is going? Because, and mind you, I've never had an issue like thinking 
because there was a couple times like, well, maybe it's just the screen. Yeah. Maybe our screen's just kind of maybe not in focus or something like that. But I'm like, no, but the characters are in focus. But it, like either the background or some of the CGI just seemed kind of low grade. Yeah. I guess it's a weird way to say it, but it didn't seem like they piped in as much money into getting the CGI get as crisp or as you know good as they yeah. can normally have it. And so that I mean, it didn't take me out of the movie. I just it, but it was noticeable enough for me to go, really, this is what we're gonna <laughs> be short on, right? It's like, how about we just cut out 30 minutes and then use that money to tighten this funnel, up. Yeah, to <laughs> kind of make this... Add, uh, yeah. add some but, more pixels. <laughs> yeah. But I but I really enjoyed it. I think it's an amazing family movie. Like, we saw it in the theater and we'll probably end up... Honestly, I'll probably... Uh, we'll probably end up getting... Go ahead and doing the Disney Plus premium thing because i know grayson will want to rewatch it i'm sure you know i hyped it up to york i said you'll really like you'll be i said this is actually surprisingly good you'll really like this um movie so you know could take him to the theater see that or i could just get it for disney plus and then everybody can watch it again because ruth i told ruth she would like it too yeah um so we'll see uh yeah definitely if you haven't if you're apprehensive or Wonder if you should pay the premium price for it because you're like, well, I don't. Uh, especially if you have more than one kid, it's certainly worth the Disney premium. Please, just. I mean, you can probably make like a like a group movie out of it. Oh, just totally. Order it that way and have people yeah. over. Do it that right. way. And even if you don't have kids, guess what? Go ahead and get it. It it's fun. It's just a fun movie. It's just a fun movie to watch. It's very, it's very well done. You and I don't, I was really surprised. I'll be honest. I was pleasantly surprised on this one. Yeah. Uh, I was yeah, no, I just straight up hate it. <laughs> I, really I was, was. expected to be like, maybe like parts and then just be like, yeah, it's all right. You know, it's whatever. I'm glad we saw it at theater so we don't have to pay the $30. Yeah. But now I'm like, well, I guess we're paying the $30 also. <laughs> So, but which is fine because even, you know, us going to the theater and then playing Disney Plus, still going to be cheaper than the four of us going to the theater. Especially if you get concessions and all that. <laughs> yeah, because that, that'll kill you. <laughs> it's just like that one family I saw seeing um, Fast Nine. It was like five husband, yeah. wife, three kids. I was like, I, I think this is just like maybe their big summer event, maybe. <laughs> maybe that's what it was. <laughs> Man. Imagine they also would have gone to Jungle Cruise too. Yeah, so I'm thinking maybe they just got tickets or something. Maybe this would be a good one for 40x also. All that water, they'd run out. They'd run out of water on that mist. (laughs) Yeah, I was surprised. Yeah, I was surprised not to see it listed in 40x because I was like, yeah, this this would work. You know, the boat scene, like you said, the water, all the water (laughs) portions of it. You need an umbrella, probably. Just yeah, just like Fast Nine, they wore out the fog machine. They'd wear out the mist thing in the back. Yeah, bring a parka <laughs> <laughs> or a poncho, whichever. And you you'd understand why they have the turn water off option. You're right, exactly. Yes, you would definitely have to do that. You might still get residual from the person sitting next from the people sitting next to you. True. Uh, 
Mercy. Awesome. Yeah, so Jungle Cruise, please. Yeah, definitely check it out. Perfect family movie. All right. Ready to go for our second double feature? Sure. All right. Another one we were both excited about watching. Well, by excited, I mean we both checked out and we both loved (laughs) is called The Paper Tigers. This uh, came out, well, it says 2020, but I think it just came out a few months ago, right? Yeah, it was like May 7th. Yeah. I believe, like, as far as official release. Right. Uh, It's also PG-13. More just for the action, because I don't think there's any language in this one either. I was thinking about that when we were watching it. Uh, It's at an hour and 48 minutes. Perfect. Perfect. The Paper Tigers follows three young kung fu prodigies that have grown into washed-up middle-aged men, now one kick away from pulling their hamstrings. But when their master is murdered, they must juggle their dead-end jobs, dad duties, and old grudges to avenge his death. Written and directed by Kwok Bao Tran, this movie stars... Alien Yui uh, as Danny, Ron Yuan as Hing, and Michael Shannon Jenkins as Jim. And then there is a cameo towards the end by Yuji Okimoto, who most as Wing, as most people will know him as Chosen from the Karate Kid Part 2. And so I was really impressed with this movie. Our past guest and friend, Michael Toe has had a couple of them on his uh, thing that he does called clubhouse. It's mm-hmm. I guess an app that I still not a, on, you know, hip to yet. Uh, but they interview other actors and writers and stuff like that with other, you know, have like a panel, I guess. That yeah. talk, you know, have a little discussion and everything. And so they had them on and talked about it. And I was like, oh, cool. I was already planning on watching this. So cool to them. Um, so, yeah, so this movie in the early parts of it discuss, uh, discuss or shows them, shows their training as teenagers, as young boys, and then as teenagers and their use of using a camcorder is awesome to show them filming their fights yeah so it was awesome i loved it i thought that was a great technique to use to show you know basically to show how they're trying to make things better and you know make by make things better i mean improve their skills but also kind of brag about how good they are because they're teenagers you know they're gonna it's weird because when they were younger they learn a lesson as far as fighting, you know, if you mm-hmm. don't do it with honor, then it's just fighting. And then right. they proceed as they get older, they just record themselves fighting just to brag how yes. good they are. <laughs> like, right. They just didn't get it. It didn't sink in quite, yeah. but they're good. <laughs> yes, they are very good. Yes. I guess Danny gets a letter to go to Japan. Yes. But it never really explains why. <laughs> I'm assuming it's a tournament. 
And then one of them said, oh, we're going to be rich. So obviously it's for money. Yeah. So it's got to be a tournament of some kind. Yeah. And I would think it kind of goes against some of right. their teachings, teachings and whatnot. But yeah, but it was a cool, it was a cool montage, especially the one when he was fighting Carter, that last oh one. He, Dude. He embarrassed him. <laughs> Bruh. I, so I'm watching this last night upstairs. Yeah. On my iPad, which should have probably watched it on the TV, but I was upstairs watching on my iPad. And, uh, yeah, that scene happens. I was like, oh, damn. <laughs> and, and start laughing. And Ruth goes, you okay? <laughs> I said, yes. <laughs> then I had to explain, you know, I was like, oh, watching this, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. I was like, and the martial arts is a uh, chef's kiss on this because it's fighting the way it's far as choreographed the way it should be done in movies where it's not up close. It's further away. Yes. So you can actually see the fighting, which is what the raid and the raid redemption does so well mm-hmm. is choreographing it to where you can actually see what's going on and not just quick, fast edits, which always annoys the hell out of me when they do that for fight scenes. And usually that's to hide the fact that who's fighting can't really fight or to hide the stunt doubles. Yes. Here you can see that they actually know their stuff. Yes. And or at least have learned it. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. No, it was. And that's one of my favorite. And that's what I one of the just one of the many things I really loved about this movie was just how beautifully it was choreographed. Yes. The story in of itself, I absolutely love. And, you know, because these guys are basically us. (laughs) Yeah. I mean. That's why I, I mean, I don't know. They, to it. <laughs> I don't know. They did say that they were middle aged, and you know, to me, middle aged is fifty. So, um, because I plan on living to a hundred, so therefore, middle aged is yeah. <laughs> plus, I have good <clears throat> longevity in my family, so greater chance of that. Um, yeah. But basically, as someone who's, um, I always like to say, almost middle aged, I still could relate. Because this movie really does explore, you know, that's the beauty of how they set everything up in the beginning of the film. So that when they fast forward 30 years, it's, uh, you know, you see Danny and having to race to hurry up to get to his son. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little bit too focused on work. Just, yep. He's not co-parenting very well. He's having issues with that forgetting things and their relationship with the son. So it was, I don't want to say strained, but you know, it is because he's not as involved as he's kind of wanting to be. Yeah. And his son's saying that. And you can tell he like, really wants to see his dad, but his right. dad is struggling to balance. Yes. Yeah. And so, you know, must have balance, Daniel son. Be a man of your word. You do something. You say you're going to do something, do it. You know? Yeah. So there's that. Um, so you see that play out throughout the movie. Yeah. But it never really gets resolved. That's kind of one. I mean, if I have to nitpick and find something wrong, that's going to be the one thing that I mean. No, I take that back. I take that back. Kinda... I take that back. At the end of the movie, it does show them. Yeah, never mind. Yeah, I take that Cause, back. Because there was a scene where his son asked him if he knew kung fu, right. and he's like, "No, nah, I don't know." So why do you ask? Like, well, I found some stuff in the garage. Like a lot ah, of pictures. Okay. 
like, all right, you got a lot of pictures. <laughs> yeah. He's like, that almost sounded crazy. I was like, bro, not those kind of pictures. <laughs> he's like, all right, you got me. And he's like, well, can you teach me? You know? And so he doesn't, he doesn't want to, because I guess he's kind of left that particular life behind. Because, you know, when they were younger, they were, everybody, they, they were all in shape, you know, muscle wise and everything. And now he's just pretty much frail in comparison. Right. You know, he's, he's real skinny, well, he's real small. Yeah, he's out yeah, of shape. He's out of I shape. Mean, <laughs> I mean, he's still better shape than you and I are, but um, yeah. But his his you know his bones aren't as his joints and everything aren't as aren't what they used to be. None of them. <laughs> None of them. Yeah. <laughs> well, and what was great because when they introduced him, you know, he's fine, but he's got a bad knee. Yeah. He's got. I mean, like just all that upper body strength. <laughs> yeah, and you know, he just collapses anytime he's in a fight you know that knee i mean he can still fight until his yeah. knee <laughs> gives out and then that's it you know. <laughs> gotta take a break and then you know they introduce, they introduce uh they introduce jim into the movie and he's got you know this whole jim has a gym <laughs> yeah and it's <laughs> crazy know, like, out, of all, out of all of them he's the only one that's in shape yeah but he's kind of changed his style where yeah, he's more he's ground. Out. Yeah, he's more of judo and kind yeah. of ground fighting type of thing instead yeah, of. Yeah, so he doesn't the techniques. He doesn't know yeah, that he, he doesn't. Yeah, he's not really. <laughs> and there's one. There's one great fight scene, uh, between between the three of them and then the younger three that they end up meeting. Yeah, and, and <clears throat> those three, uh, the Marshall Club, they have a YouTube channel. They have awesome videos of them recreating scenes from popular martial arts movies from Bruce Lee, uh, Jet, Jet Lee, Jackie Chan, Donnie Yen. If you haven't checked them out, definitely check them out. Okay. Martial Club. Right there. Yeah. But yeah. When it, I saw it, them, it's like, yes. So they, they, uh, but there's the fight scene with Jim and the, person he's mashed up with he's yeah. like he's getting his butt whooped because he forgot all his techniques yeah i'm like bruh <laughs> and then he's like i gotta figure out i gotta play to my strengths right now and then <laughs> and see how it works out yeah but that's hard to do i mean it's hard to get in that kind of grappling to get into that kind of grappling thing if the person you're fighting against can hit you from a mile away you know true so yeah, you gotta get you gotta get creative. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And uh, but yes, through through many misadventures and many uh, injuries <laughs> because of them being out of practice. Yes. Is you know if you don't if you don't practice and you don't use it, you lose it. So. That's true. That's which true. I think goes about a lot of things, you know. Um, and it really explores that too, which I absolutely love as somebody that's again can kind of relate to a lot of things that are going on in this film. As far as you know, you're not as young as you used to be. Plus, you may still not have it because you haven't had to use it in what thirty years or or at least twenty. Yeah. Um, so they're having to learn new techniques and everything. But it's a it's and this movie is freaking hilarious too i mean there's a lot of good there they utilize humor perfectly in this and yes. it never and never seems out of place 
No, it's well that, balanced. Yes, yes. It, it does have a very good balance. And so they uh, they end up finding out who basically murdered you know, their... Well, their, you know, first, first Danny wants to just accept what the autopsy said. He yeah. had a heart attack. No right. seafood smoke, cigarettes and whatnot, so yep. we can't rule out that that happened. But then... Carter, who's older now, who's now mm-hmm. a Sifu himself, yes, a master, and um, he suspects foul play, and right. he's the one that sent them to the young. Was like, yeah, they probably know something, and you know, of course, how that if, went. <laughs> yeah, and if they don't, oh well, you know, this is kind of revenge from <laughs> thirty years ago. <laughs> all that's embarrassment and all yeah. that, yeah. <laughs> but um, and then you know, he kind of has his redemption moment because. He's he's a little more advanced than than 30 years yep. ago, yep. and he embarrasses them. Yep. <laughs> and that's um, I think he's also on YouTube, Master Ken. Okay. Uh, real name is um, <clears throat> Matthew Page. Yeah, Matthew Page or Master Ken on YouTube. But um, yeah, he just he. <laughs> He's the only one that's really been in practice for the last 30 years compared to them. So, he, oh, dude's ripped. Yes. And he's got a strong arm. Like, you can't. Ooh, yeah. He's yeah, like, <laughs> like, hey, strong arm or fight. Yeah. You can uh, be compared to Jim, who's, you know, still pretty jacked, too. Yeah. And they had that scene. Like, even Jim couldn't believe He's like, wait a minute. <laughs> it's the same guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was just cool to see the contrast. Like you know, even even though the the younger crew they kind of bested, it took a minute. But this one, they're just completely outmatched. You know, they just kind of took them for granted because oh, this is this is dude from back in the day. We embarrassed them, and yeah, it's just like nah, this ain't the same dude. Nope. <laughs> yeah, it was cool. I it was surprising. Like I said, yeah. halfway through it, I was just like, yeah, I'm gonna buy this. <laughs> yeah, same here. I'm like. I was like, York and I are totally going to watch this because yeah. <laughs> I know he'll like it. Yes. And, I, and I'm the same way. I'm like, I'm totally going to buy this, too. And like, I'm kind of mad I just rented it. Now I'm like, well, let's go back and buy it then. So, yeah, yeah definitely uh, check this movie out. It's on VOD, wherever you can rent things. And you said it's out to purchase, too, on Blu-ray, right? Yeah, it's on Blu-ray, Walmart, Amazon. And then if you don't want the physical, you can buy it straight up digitally also. There you go. <clears throat> So this is definitely a high recommend from both of us. Yes. So we were both pleasantly surprised on two great movies now. So we were very excited about that. Um, okay. So my last one mm-hmm. is when I'm checking off of my summer movie list. Uh, York and I, because York just had, I just turned it on this morning after dropping Grayson off and and he got up and came out and just kind of chilled with me. And I just started watching John Cusack's 1985 classic, Better Off Dead. Had never seen it. No no good reason. Just never got around to watching it. Yeah. So I ended up watching it today. So York and York stayed in and watched it with me. So we watched it together. So that was our family movie morning. <laughs> Afternoon uh, in the morning. Yep. So you know, <laughs> Grayson and I've you know had Jungle Cruise. York and I had Better Off Dead. Um. So York and I both really enjoy this movie. We were cracking up 
and this movie's 36 years old, but yet it, the humor is still timeless. This entire, really, the movie's timeless. It's just, it's great. So John Cusack plays Lane Meyer, uh, who, after his girlfriend ditches him for a boorish ski jock, Lane decides that suicide is the only answer. However, his increasingly inept attempts bring him only more agony and embarrassment filled with the wildest teen nightmares. <laughs> so basically he wants to be part of the, they live in California in the, around the LA area. One of the things about LA is that you could be 40 minutes from the beach or 40 minutes from the mountains and go skiing. I was told this last time I was in LA by my Uber driver. Yep. So that's the only way I have any sort of frame of reference. <laughs> Otherwise, uh, I guess they live somewhere near me. Anyways, it was, the funny thing is the movie was shot in Utah, <laughs> except for the very end scene. So basically, Lane Meyer ends up getting uh, <laughs> ends up getting dumped by his girlfriend, and he, we're talking like creepy stalker, like serial killer kind of like he like I if I were this girl's dad, mm-hmm. I would not allow her to see him anymore. Because there are literally pictures of her, like stalkery kind of pictures, even though they're dating, yeah. all over his room. His clothes hang on hangers, but there's like a picture, like uh, from her, from her neck up, or like attached pictures of her are, hang- are attached to the hangers. Like it's. He's obsessed. <laughs> yeah, put it mildly, and yeah. I was like, "Oh, this is creepy." <laughs> Yours, like, yeah. And so I'm like, uh, okay. But basically she tried, he tries out for the, for the ski team for school. Cause apparently that's, cause they have those at least in this movie, but this movie is very satirical in nature. Cause it yeah. definitely, it definitely kind of satirizes how high school and relationships are in different in family dynamics. One of my favorite, you know, he, so he's trying to win her back after she ditches, you know, after she ditches him for the captain of the ski team. And, you know, he's being a bit overdramatic, trying to kill himself instead of just either trying to win her back or just moving on and trying to get another girl. Yeah. He's got a younger brother that cuts out. Remember when cereals used to be able to cut out the things on the boxes, mail them in, and then they'd send you some bigger prize or whatever. Yeah. So he cuts out all the things on their Captain Crunch boxes. So the Captain Crunch is just free flowing out because they didn't have apparently they didn't have bags. <laughs> just free flowing out of the box. Yeah. So that's some great humor in there. You know, every time her uh his dad played by David Ogden Steers uh pulls the box out, it's just falling out. You know, any time when uh John Cusack goes to feed the cat, you know, grabs a box of cat food and cat food's just pouring out the side of the box. It's amazing how it stays in there up until those moments. <laughs> right. It's hilarious. Dude, I was, it was hilarious. And then basically the mom's trying new ways to cook. And everything she cooks has like green, some sort of green sludge or whatever. I'm like, I looked at York. I go, that's not how food was prepared back in the 80s. Just letting you know. <laughs> this is, they're, they're spoofing that. Okay. They're making fun of it. He's like, yeah, I kind of figured and then at one scene, like the food like starts walking off the plate. It's just really funny. Yes. And there's like a weird claymation scene where a uh, hamburger 
grabs a guitar and then Van Halen starts singing out of it. It's so 80s. I love it so much. Yep. It's such great. And, you know, his neighbor across the street is this 80, your typically, you know, your 80s nerd that's slightly overweight, has glasses and can't wear clothes, matching clothes. And, you know, obviously it looks like your 80s nerd, whatever. And they take in a foreign exchange student played um, played by Di- Diane Franklin. She plays Monique. And Diane Franklin's one of the princesses from the original Bill and Ted. Uh, she didn't speak for half the movie. <laughs> you don't hear her talk at all. Because she said, because it's later revealed when she's talking to, to Lane that I learned that the less you speak, the more they... You know, I'm thinking if I don't talk, they'll shut up because I'm not talking back. You know, I'm not having a conversation, so they don't won't know how to. They think I don't know any English, but I know a lot. Yeah. Because you know, I have to in order to be a foreign exchange student. <laughs> so, right. Basically, her the only thing she wanted, the reason why she wanted to do it, is so she can uh, watch the go to a Dodgers game because she loves baseball and the Dodgers. So. But she didn't speak for like half the movies, just all facial gestures and, you know, body language. Yeah. So, but they, her and Wayne ended up becoming friends and then, you know, love interests and stuff like that when they, and it's just a series of misadventures and it's very funny. It's rated PG. Uh, it's an hour and 37 minutes long. Um, the dude that plays Booger from, from the, uh, Revenge of the Nerds movies is in it. Uh, Curtis Armstrong. And again, Yuji Okamoto is also in Better Off Dead. He plays uh, one of two uh, Asian uh, people that are in a car that they always meet up with Wayne at an intersection. And they end up uh, racing. But he only the thing is, is that one, the driver doesn't speak any English, and the other one learned English from watching Wild World of Sports, so he sounds like Howard Cosell. Howard yeah. Cosell. And so <laughs> Yuji Okamoto is the one that sounds like Howard Cosell. Yeah. So I was like, oh, that's two movies I've seen him in in less than 24 hours. <laughs> that yeah. was not 12 hours. <laughs> like, this is funny. So it was just great to see him. And it was, I mean, spot on, Cosell impression, too. Um. But no, it's just a great, fun movie. If you get a chance, guess how I watched the movie, Patrick? Oh. I checked it out from the library. Oh. My library branch is back open. There you go. And so I was able to obtain it from the library. I've got two more that I got. I got uh, Chaos Walking that you talked about a while back. And I got uh, Some Moreno with John Candy, which I have also not seen. I've seen like the first, I think, 10 minutes of it. But I've never seen it all the way through. Yeah. So another okay. 80s classic I plan on watching. Cool. But yeah, York really liked it too. So, you know, for your maybe older kids that, you know, can sit, you know, that may be interested in this. Oh, and the uh, newspaper kid that's trying to collect his $2 for delivering newspapers. Oh, yeah, it was hilarious. It was, it was stalking, <laughs> yep, stalking him the entire time. Two dollars, and I'll get to think of was two dollar late fee <laughs> during during the entire time. It's like the weird weird way to do a promotion, right? 
But yeah, like I, I watched it a while back after listening to um to our Larry Feeds interview with um, Diane Franklin. I was like, nah, I'm gonna check this out. I'd, I'd I'd never checked it out then, you know, before then. So it's definitely worth worth checking out if you have it. Yep, and definitely check out that episode. Yes. Alrighty. <clears throat> My last movie, uh, The Courier. Uh, it came out March 19, 2021. I think it was a 2020 movie that got delayed. Um, I think so. Hour and, yeah, hour and 52 minutes, directed by Dominic Cook, starring Benedict Cumberbatch, uh, <clears throat> Merab Nanids, or Nanidze, Rachel, <laughs> uh, Rachel Brosnahan, uh, Jesse Buckley, and Angus Wright. That's about a co-war spy, Greville Wynn, and his Russian source uh, try to put an end to the Cuban Missile Crisis. Uh, apparently, this is based on a true story. Uh, <clears throat> so, some notes. Uh, Greville Wynn is a business, British businessman, who, along with his wife and son, live a relatively quiet life. Just normal, ordinary living. Uh, but apparently around the same time, you got um, rumors of a mole in the Soviet Union government uh, have been circulating. And British intelligence agent Dickie Franks and CIA official Emily Donovan, they're in search of someone to basically play the middleman to receive information from their informant. And they want someone who can kind of fly under the radar, not somebody that would be suspicious. So they reach out to Mr. Greville and... He kind of reluctantly agrees. You know, he's like, you know, just go in, do your business, and one of our guys give information, deliver it to us, and you just make random trip to Moscow, make it look like just normal business. And so he actually ends up befriending the informant, uh, Oleg, and, you know, he takes him to like a ballet. He's never been to a ballet, you know, sees his play and whatnot. And um, they meet each other's family. And they're basically just trying to do this front of a business while he receives information and just keeps delivering it back to these agents to try to get a lead on Moscow's involvement in, you know, this crisis. So and it becomes about them just, you know, can they hold can they hold up this front, this ruse? And um, Oleg's doing this so he can try to get his family out of Moscow to better live in. They put himself at risk because um, early in the movie, someone's found out to be a mole and they basically kill him, execution style. And um, you know, Oleg's, of course, Oleg's nervous, but he's still trying to do this because they promised him, you know, once we stop this, you know, we'll make sure your family's out. And, yeah. you know, making deals with the government, it's always smart. <laughs> um, and, you know, of course, with Greville making these trips, Moscow is starting to put a strain on his marriage because his wife's thinking he's cheating. And, yeah. you know, he's swearing, you know, he's promising him, no, it's just, just me make, doing these business meetings. And then, you know, there's also reports of what's going on in Moscow. She's reading it, and, I mean, watching it, and she's like, you know, you sure that you should still be making these trips? You're like, it's okay, I'm going to keep going. And, um, but it's, it's just kind of, it's just weird, like, um, it's good acting. It's a lot of talking. So if you're not really into like talking, like heavy talking drama and acting, 
movies, you know, may not be for you, but give it a shot. Like it took me three times to finally watch it. Yeah. Um, I had to I had to put in subtitles because the beginning is in Russian, so I didn't know what was being said oh. for a while. So it kind of took a minute to get into. So I turned subtitles on and finally got through the beginning, but the majority of it is in English. Okay. Um. Overall, I mean, it's pretty good. I don't know if it'll be like a Oscar winner, maybe, but um, it's pretty intense spy movie. Okay. You know, taking a regular regular person off the streets and having them use his skills as a businessman to the front and just get all this secret inf- intel and you know try to keep him safe, try to keep his family safe, and then you know, the, these this agent and official are trying to do keep things on. You know, Larry and going to get this family out, but um, you know, will that happen? Will they get caught? You know, will this marriage crumble? Mm-hmm. It, it's worth checking out, though. Okay. This is probably like the first. This is probably like the first week in movies where everything's been good. <laughs> I know, right? That's weird. It's, I know. We usually have at least one, and we're like, eh, maybe not. Yeah. Maybe not this one, but, you know, I'm going to watch it anyways. I agree. Pretty cons- pretty consistent week. I agree. So, trailers. Just dropped is the new Venom What There Be Carnage trailer. Mm-hmm. Movie is coming out September 24th. And next is... They uh, they dropped the House of Gucci trailer, starring Jared Leto, Selma Hayek, Adam Driver, Al Pacino, Lady Gaga, and Jeremy Irons. So good cast here, directed by Ridley Scott. Not an action movie, was <laughs> the mm. typical Ridley Scott action movie. Spanning three decades of love, betrayal, decadence, revenge, and ultimately murder. We see what a name means, what it's worth, and how far a family will go to, for control. Coming out November 24th. And then, yeah, House of Gucci. So I'm sure it's going to probably try and go from go for some good old-fashioned award season thing uh, there. So that means we won't see a song from Gucci Mane on the soundtrack? <laughs> you might. I don't know. <laughs> it might be, bro, you might be on. You don't know. You never know. Never know. Might yeah. be in the credits. It might be in the credits. Uh, next, a a new Ghostbusters Afterlife trailer. So I which? Oh, uh, dude. I I'm all, like the first teaser. I'm like I'm watching it, so I don't need to see. Yeah, it yeah, I re- <laughs> yeah. I you might not want to then because there'll be some good surprises in there. And then, lastly, uh, I think that's coming out thanksgiving i want to say then um then lastly king richard will smith uh playing the venus and cerulean venus and serena williams's uh dad so yeah. you know another, another movie trying to push for awards season that's coming out november 19th so that's what i got man Suicide Squad drops Friday, man. It's ninety. It's not. I want to say ninety-seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes right now. 
That's like 80 reviews, something like that. So it's. Yeah. It almost has something to it then. You yeah, man. The but, I mean, considering the first one, you know, you got that, that bar set, so the only way to go is up. <laughs> it's got James Gunn. It's got a nice, great cast. So. <laughs> first DC movie that has had a uh, 90% uh, <laughs> Rotten Tomato score since the first Wonder Woman. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. And then before that, probably the Dark Knight trilogy. <laughs> so, yeah. So uh, I'm de- I'm definitely. I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be just crazy and nuts and funny. Yeah. And you just sit back and just let it wash over you. Yeah. You're gonna be like, this is freaking ridiculous, and I think that's the whole point. Yeah. So. Hey man. Cool. And. That's all I got, man. And then next time we talk, I'll have one kid in school and another one getting ready to start. Boom, boom. Yep. <clears throat> Mine will have been in school three days. Yep. Got a sophomore. Oof. You got a sophomore. I got a first grader, and and then I'll have a fifth grader the next week. So I guess technically he's already in fifth. So we'll just yeah. go ahead. And <laughs> man. Crazy business. <laughs> yeah. Yep, crazy yeah. business, brother. Uh, all right, for all you other people that have kids getting ready to start back to school, our thoughts are with you. We wish you the best. And your kids, uh, we hope they have an amazing year of school starting up here soon. Yes. <laughs> and we will talk to you all next week. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed our show and have a moment, please rate and review. It helps us out a lot. Also, recommend us to someone that enjoys movies or also has kids. You can find us on Twitter at PA Movie Podcast and on Instagram at Parental underscore advisory underscore movie underscore pod. Be sure to join our Facebook group, Parental Advisory Movie Podcast, and join in on the fun.